Hello, peoples, and welcome back to another episode of Esoterica Cinema, the podcast where we take films from the cinematic multiverse and discuss the hell out of them. I am your host for the day, Ryan Siebold, coming to you with another I Got Five on It five-minute short episode that we're dropping between seasons to keep your ear holes warm while we prep season three. Today's film is Malignant from 2021, starring Annabelle Wallace and directed by James Wan. This is a film that uh, begs the question, what if Tom Green's The Backwards Man was a whole-ass movie? Backwards man, the backwards man. I can look backwards as you can. Now, this is a film I knew nothing about. I was told to go in blind, which I did, not seeing any trailers, avoiding all spoilers, and uh, trying to keep that twist uh, or any kind of plot devices raw and uh, unexpected. Now, I did guess the twist and kind of saw where this was going somewhere in the second act, but we'll discuss that shortly. Now, I am going to try to avoid any spoilers in the heart of all of that in this review. I'm going to try to stick with more tone and uh, subject matter and content versus dealing with the whole narrative of the thing to keep this uh, spoiler-free as much as possible. Now, I have mostly slept on James Wan. Um, I have seen Saw. I loved Saw very much. The psychological element of it, and I thought it was well-performed, well-acted, uh, well-shot, uh, the back-and-forth of it all, and Danny Glover even shows up. So uh, I was all about that. Uh, when you got into the franchise, though, especially by two when you got into the Pit of Syringes, I was out. So I'm not a fan of gore porn. I think we've discussed this in the actual show. Uh, Jason is not either. So I've kind of just tuned out after Saw 1 and let a lot of these films go. And cinematic confession. I have not seen Conjuring or Conjuring 2 or any of its uh, little spinoffs and side quests that they go on with like Annabelle and some of those films. So uh, unfortunately, I am a little lacking on the James Wan knowledge. Uh, I have been told I need to go back and watch Conjuring 1 and 2, uh, at least those two. And uh, after seeing this film, I could say I will. I really enjoyed this film. I thought for what it was, it excelled. It never tried to take itself too seriously. It just kind of was what it was. And uh, it was fun. This was a fun film. Now, keeping with the department heads, a couple things that really stood out to me are both the cinematography and the music. The cinematography is done by a guy named Michael Burgess. Now, he has mostly been a camera op and B-cam operator. This is kind of his breakout uh, for cinematography. Now, he has done B-cam and camera op work on huge franchises like Hunger Games and Logan by James Mangold, etc., uh, etc., et his dad, this guy is a Hollywood legacy. I am ashamed to not have known this name off uh, the top of my head, but he's the son of Don Burgess, who shot everything for Rob Zemeckis uh, all through the 90s, starting with Forrest Gump, Contact, Castaway. He did Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. I mean, this guy fucking crushes. So, And he even uh, did Conjuring 2 and Aquaman for James Wan, which is where I'm assuming this connection came in. Now, this film is 80s schlocky goodness, so you're getting cinematography that's rife with colored gels and, and uh, colored lighting, harsh purples and reds, and things that uh, were used very frequently in the 80s for movies like Pumpkinhead or Reanimator, even films like the Dario Argento film like uh, Suspiria, for example, that uh, have hyper colors and all of that. So uh, also great use of sets and camera movement. Some of this even hearkened to films like Hereditary that stand out to me for uh, use of camera movement and camera placement um, to evoke certain emotions and uh, create tension and so forth. I think this guy killed it, and I can't wait to see where he goes with his career. He's obviously Hollywood royalty, so let's give it to him. The music is done by a guy named Joseph Bashara, 
who has been a Wan alum for quite some time. This guy's got horror chops from, again, movies like Conjuring and Insidious, etc., etc. Uh, you got a lot of bending guitar notes. You got saxophone. You got some strings. And they kind of vary the style of music based on the scenes that you're in. So some of the, uh, you know, scenes that evoke tension or, or need to build a little bit go with the uh, strings. And then when the shit's going down, you get the harsh saxophone and bending guitar notes. Again, hearkening back to those great 80s slash and thrillers. Uh, very, very fun. And I thought uh, Bashar did a fantastic job just going with the flow and, and living up to what this movie needed. Uh, it wasn't anything it didn't need to be at any moment. Now, again, uh, I, I know I keep saying this, but this is a slasher thriller. This is not a horror film, uh, which I was shocked by. I thought for certain this was going to be a schlocky horror film in the vein of Sam Raimi's Evil Dead or something like that. But this is a killer that's on the loose. And so you're left with about 30% setup and character building with family and scientists and things going on in the background, trying, you know, advancing the story and the plot. You've got 30% spooky murder with a killer going around and hacking and slashing his way through victims. Then you've got 30% of the whodunit element with two cops kind of seeking answers and uh, bumbling about trying to figure out what the hell is going on. The 10% that's left over in that uh, little equation or Venn diagram would be to the big reveal and the resolve at the end, which, like I said, I did kind of figure out somewhere in the middle of Act 2. But I will say it didn't ruin the experience for me. I was in anyways. I knew what was going on, or I thought I did, and then it was confirmed later on as the film resolved. But uh, I was in anyway. I really, really enjoyed this film. Now, once again, this is a slasher thriller that harkens back to a lot of those fun 80s films, and so you kind of have to take it as such because it does have cheesy one-liners. It has a lot of eye-roll moments, and those are seemingly intentional just go along with it and if you know that going if, the, if I could tell you one thing that you could go into this film with uh that you could kind of take with you along your way to make this film more enjoyable uh without giving away any spoilers it's that uh, you just don't take it too seriously this is a fun funny uh go with the flow kind of uh slasher thriller so uh you can't really question it too much yes it does have uh, scary buildups. It does have tension. Um, it does have murder and hack and slashing and all of those elements, but it's also got a lot of schlocky moments too. And a lot of eye roll one-liners. And, uh, as long as you're cool with that and, and you go in kind of knowing what this is, uh, it delivers in spades. And I cannot speak highly enough about this film. I really, really enjoyed it. It's not perfect. It's not perfect, but it's fun. Now, a couple of the bad things. Uh, I will say the murders themselves are telegraphed pretty explicitly. Um, you, you see what's coming. There's nothing really that comes out at you that you don't really know about. Um, the people that are going to get it are going to get it. And you know they're going to get it. And they, you know, when you're in the moment with them, it's just them and the killer and they're running away. And then they get their comeuppance and... Uh, you know, that's all kind of over pretty quickly. It's not very graphic, which is another thing I was surprised about. I thought for certain this was going to be a gore based, uh, you know, cutting of the throat, cutting body parts off and whatnot. None of that. Um, people get what they're due and then we're on to the next thing. And it's more about who's doing this than it is about the doing of it. That's not to say the murders aren't fun or violent. They totally are. Uh, and, and again, the department heads of music and, and cinematography really kind of all bleed together, no pun intended, to create a full experience that uh, I think can be enjoyed by just about anybody. 
The other bad thing I would say is that even after I guessed the ending and kind of saw what was coming, uh, there was a lot of handholding and uh, I want to I want to say 20, 30 minutes of wrap up where they really laid down what was going on in explicit detail. And because I already knew it, I just kind of was like, uh, come on, let's get on with it a little bit. But the payoff was fun and they had a grand climax and and uh, that was really cool uh, with the killer revealed and, and uh, everything that was going on with that was great. With that said, my three adjectives for this film are vintage, because it does. It feels like an old 80s film, and, and I know I keep harping on that, but uh, that's what this film is, and it knows what it is, and it leans into that strongly, and I think it succeeds overall. That leads me to my next one. Uh, well executed. Uh, no pun intended. This was a very explicitly well executed film for what it was. It knew what it was trying to be and it did that thing. Uh, if you're not into that thing, this is not going to be a film for you. But if you are and you like those early 80s, late 70s, uh, late night slasher creature films, uh, I think this is Definitely uh, swinging for the fences. It does a pretty good job. The creature effects are fantastic as well. I don't know if I spoke on that, but uh, it does have a monster reveal at the end, and, and they do a pretty good job uh, going along with that. And my last one, uh, this is a fun romp. It knows what it wants to be, and it does it well, and you just kind of got to shut your brain off and go along with it. The one-liners are pretty funny. There's some eye-roll moments, like I said, and uh, it knows what it's trying to be, and it's that. I give this movie a B+. I thank Jason for recommending this to me. This is currently streaming on HBO Max. I hope it still is by the time this makes it to you guys. So uh, go out, watch Malignant. I'd be curious to hear what you think. Thanks for listening, and see you next week on Esoterica Cinema.